Hi, I'm Chris Barker. And I'm Will Betts, and this is the Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast. In this podcast, we speak with producers, engineers, DJs, and industry figureheads about their fantasy forever studio. The studio that our guests create will be one that they have to live with forever. But as I'm sure you know by now, there are some rules in Studio Foreverland, totally rational rules. Yes, there are some rules. Our guests can select a computer, a DAW and an audience face. Those are given as standard. Then they have the conversation styling challenge of picking just six of the bits of studio kit plus one non-gear related luxury item. And there's one pesky little rule that they must not forget. That's right. (laughs) Any collection of software or hardware sold as a single item is banned. Today we have an electronic music master who needs no introduction, Joel Zimmerman, aka Dead Mouse. Joel's an unapologetic tech nerd and studio wizard, and you'll have seen his mind-meltingly kit-packed studio in last year's magazine feature with us. But how will the mouse, who has everything, cope with our six-item limit? Well, let's find out. This is My Forever Studio with Dead Mouse. Welcome. Hello, Joel. Thanks for joining us. Sorry for scaring you there with the air horn, Joel. That was already confusing, though. Like, I mean, there was so many rules and regulations and... and, uh, disclaimers and and things so i guess we'll just go through them one at a time right well let's start out where would you put your i mean i mean like like we said you know you've you've done great in your career so i'm sure you've got a pretty amazing studio wherever you want to be but would you change anything would you put your studio anywhere else in the world if you could on my property yes i i i would like to move it out into the woods but no, not in the world. No, I'm I'm totally I'm totally happy with mm. where I'm geographically situated. Okay. Oh, that's cool. So why the woods then? It's uh, is it, it's in your house at the moment, is it? Or- uh, yeah, yeah. It's a second second floor. Um, kind of was the master bedroom converted into studio kind of thing. But like, I mean, converted. Uh, they absolutely yeah. gutted the place and uh, did it from the ground up. But uh, I mean, if I could have it my way, I would have done it from like a separate building. You know. Still on yeah. the property, just you know, go for a walk. Mm. Uh, and you're relative, you're relatively remote there as well. So is that that's the kind of the fantasy for the studio? Because some people build these in, they like being in the hustle and bustle, but you kind of like being out of it. Yeah, yeah. No, I got away from that. It was just, it was just too much, and it, it has nothing to do with just, you know, it's just clutter. You know, the people like you know, opening up your door, going for a walk, and the first thing you hear are like twenty ambulances mm. and police and people and the noises and helicopters, and it's like ah, you're there. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and um, mm-hmm. so I mean, what about decor-wise? I mean, does it does it do you do you give a shit? I mean, you must have Not when really. you start when you started, you were kind of just on a computer, right? Like when I interviewed you a long time ago, it's basically <laughs> almost all in the box. Almost, yeah, yeah. Um, but you mean like decor, like the 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 look and function of the like all the veneers yeah, in you know, the studio. You, well, you know, you kind of get those EDM spaceship studios and people have the kind of... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. No, I did not go. Come on, give us I, your, I didn't give say us your it's going to be a, a W hotel reception desk. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> at what point, where do you make music? And, and can I have a coffee in here? Is that cool? Or like, is it going to stain the white everything? You know? Um, <laughs> so it needs to be fairly laid back then. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm all good, like, with that kind of thing. Like, just... You know, there is certain, you know, there's actually a company that specializes in this stuff. Uh, It's a company in um, Mississauga. They're called Technature. And what they do is they make, you know, the studio furniture. You know, now you say, oh, studio furniture sounds like a waste of money. Well, maybe not because the... um, the thing about, you know, going to Ikea and buying a thing that's going to be sitting on a floated floor that's going to be vibrating, there has to be acoustic properties to this 
quote unquote furniture, whether it's going to be your center console island, that like that shit has to be bolted mm-hmm. down. And, you know, there can't be any loose joints or any, any screws yeah. uh, or just even the shape of it for, you know, reflecting uh, what could potentially be standing waves and stuff like that. So Yeah, and I guess if, if gear's got fans in as well, if some gear has fans yeah, yeah, in, yeah. you might kind of, of course, like isolate yeah. it out and all that kind of stuff. Okay, well, let's 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 kick off with these are the three items you get for free. So these don't come out of your six. Um, everybody has them, and they're kind of boring, but I'm sure you've got some strong opinions on them. Um, what computer would you have in your Forever Studio? Mac, PC, self-build? What what what's the perfect studio computer? Oh, geez, um, it, it's too modular of a space. Like ch- changes yearly uh, with PCs. So you're not gonna. I'm not. If I had a, you know, maybe if you asked me in 1990, I'd say a 4060X2. Hmm. Fucking a. <laughs> You know, that's not forever, you know, like imagine trying to do the things we're doing today. Um, but does the platform matter? Does the OS matter? Uh, it, it does and it doesn't. Um, I mean, everyone's like, again, with the advent of just, you know, uh, PC recording and all that stuff coming to like the masses, you know, everyone's doing something for everything. Right. So you got your, yeah. your PC and a lot of like um, interchangeable applications in terms of, you know, cross OS compatibility like Ableton Live, Pro Tools, Logic, this and that. Um so, but in terms of the PC, I, I would go PC because it's just the most modular. I mean, you got to know a little bit more than maybe the, your typical Mac guy because that's just a trip to the Genius Bar, get a new one or, or, or have it fixed. <laughs> um, PCs, you know, I, I like I said, I'm, I'm very, like, well, I, I think I'm technically proficient enough to know that when something goes wrong with my computer, it's a matter of taking something out of the PCI slot and putting it back mm-hmm. in or replacing one thing versus, like, shit binning the whole system. You know, or handing it off to a certified professional to go in with the screwdriver with the yeah, 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 the weird like eight sprocket fucking star shaped thing just to pull out a GPU. Like, oh yeah, on, man, they really cornered the market with that one. That, yeah, and it's like that tool that like like it's a magic tool. It's like that. What's made? Can you imagine at the initiation of the Apple thing? They give you yeah. that tool, and they're like, "You are now a genius." Oh my god, they would lose so much money, man. Like I was saying, and I remember having like a situation like that with a, with a certain piece of hardware. I don't think it was a PC, but I remember taking it to get serviced, whatever it was. And then they had this special tool that they used to, to access the thing. And I'm like, how much you sell me that for? Like, oh, no, no, no. It's not for sale. It's, yeah, it's like super proprietary, proprietary technology. Like, Fuck, man. Yeah, that's one. I go. I pay a lot of money yeah. for that tool, dude. Just, just letting you know. And, uh, yeah. and what about uh, what about? I mean, if you're on PC, I mean, what about audio interface choices? Then that kind of does that change things? They do. They change from time to time. Uh, but I've been actually very, very satisfied with the Burl okay. stuff. You know, the uh, the B fifty two and the mothership uh, and their ADCs. Mm. Uh, but that's very, very tastemaker stuff. I mean, that's because I love the the way that that ADC is handled. You know, through transformers and stuff like that, creating that. It's not tape emulation, but it's a tapey sound, you know, yeah. and that's where we get into the, the mutt-langy shit, you know what I mean, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, the flavor of this conversion, you know what I mean, where it's like yeah. if you were to ask anyone about that outside of, you know, professional level yeah. engineering, nobody really cares. So, you know, it's the general producer, I would assume, couldn't tell the difference between a UA ADC and a Burl ADC. Okay, so what I mean, what was the, the change from to get the Burl? What did you have before that? Uh, well, a lot uh, before that was RME. Oh, well, okay. well, for the Maddie interface and, and yeah. their encoders and stuff, um, pretty good. Mm. Uh, and, you know, cheap-ish, you know, good, yeah. uh, good converter. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, they made all sorts of great products like the uh, the, the Fireface UFX and stuff yeah. like that. But uh, for for the rack mount um, mm. DACs yeah. or ADCs, uh, I, I I don't mind the Apollos. They were actually pretty great. Uh, especially a choice on the podcast. Well, because because they're putting in their their mm. satellite cores for for their plugins which is great especially if you're doing like big Mm -hmm. heavy things and you just want to offload all of your cpu to defer to the unit in the box um so that that was like a really great advent uh and i i think the the quality of their plugins are pretty good Um, but i mean in terms of the forever studio and being able to have whatever you want i guess there's there's nothing above the bell right now is there for for you no, not really. I think it's just a matter of like tonal preference and yeah. workflow and stuff like that. I mean, we had to go with the Burl. Uh, we really didn't have a choice. Either that or I could buy like, you know, a rack of 12 <laughs> Apollos uh, to run 196 yeah. channels, you know, like, uh, so it was just like the, the way Burl works. It's all very, very modular and you can put, you can configure to say, oh, I need this many BDAs and I need this many BADs, yeah. you know, and stuff like that for playback and uh, so busing. We get to a... Uh, Mm-hmm. Sort of a bit more complicated question now. The the DAW of your choice. I mean, you can have more different ones, um, but they will come out of your six items. But you get you get a DAW for free. Um, what are you going to choose? Ooh. Uh, I mean, what do you use now? Do you use multiple? Are you yeah, still, you yeah. I'm all over the board. Yeah. Everywhere from Reaper, Ableton, the Cubase, Pro Tools. Uh, you know, and it's and it's all of uh, mm-hmm. out of necessity due to the task at hand, right? Uh, no DAW other than Pro Tools for whatever reason supports Swift Mix, for example. So I can't use the flying faders on my Neve unless I'm running Pro Tools, um, um, stuff like that. Uh, right. So there's like a lot of like hits and misses with t- technology in every DAW. So I always find myself like scrambling to and fro. Uh, but if I had to take away one, I would I would actually even just say Cubase. Okay. Um, well, but that's but that's again that's like mm. because I prefer a PC. Yeah. Cubase you know. does run better on the PC. We it, think because it it's we got told it was because Hans Zimmer's always on the phone to them at Steinberg, getting them to fix stuff. Well, Maybe I you as well, Joe. So doubt that. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just like it's like there's a thing, you know, with DAW development is that you know they're talking to a lot of artists who are all doing the same thing, so the product relatively kind of stays in tune with that research and development, but they never really reach out to the outliers who are using them for data handling. You know, because why? Why would you use a, a DAW for data handling, like like OSC and and all these really great protocols um, and and ArtNet and mm. stuff like that? Um, they say, well, we're a music software. We don't do that. And I'm like, yeah, well, I use these music delivery tools at shows, and I need more comprehensive pro- protocols to, you know, send out information from the DAW to front of house, so that you know the FOH guy knows what's up, and and then we can develop tools as an intermediary. Uh, to extrapolate information, what's happening on the DAW on the performance side to what's happening in front of house in terms of media content delivery and lighting and sound. So, what's the best door at the moment? Is it, I mean, or do you still have to use middleware or, or, or plugins? And oh, I have to. I have to write yeah. my own middleware. Uh, so we actually we wrote uh, on a number of software packages that were originally like uh, for you know single purpose just for me never put it out and now we've just now slowly started to consider releasing them to the public and just putting them up on the market not not because oh it's the greatest idea in the world i just mean well if i'm sitting on this software that i own i mean and maybe one or two other people find it useful shit i'll make it i'll make 40 bucks yeah i mean if you if you have to write it to make it yeah exactly 
yeah, totally. Okay, so lock in Steinberg Cubase then, I guess. And so is that um, is that OSC Pilot? Is, is that what you're talking about, the, the software? Yeah, yeah. yeah, one of them, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's like that. That came out of necessity because there's just no software that did that. Right. And what's the other stuff then? What are the other things that you're... Uh, OSC PAR I'm working on. Oh, uh, which is... Uh, so Ableton, as we all know, purchased Cycling76, mm. which do the Max thing, and then they put in Max. Mm. Uh, it's great. It's a good prototyping tool, but natively it runs like a pig. It's terrible. You know, but it, again, you know what I mean? Like it's a node-driven IDE to, to do programmatic things. So if there are things that I could prototype in Max and, and nativize that, you know, right. with C++, yeah. it, it is a million times more performant. Because what happens is, is a lot of like, you know, dudes go into, or, or girls go into uh, Max and they make, um, you know, oh, hey, I did this thing that sends this OSC stream out. And they're like, yeah, it's cool. And it does work and I can turn the knob. But if you chart the difference between the latency of the packet construction that's handled by Max running as a subthread versus mm. a nativized application that's sole purpose is to drive osc mm. though you're going from you know two milliseconds to less than a half a millisecond it's nuts because c is just so performant in that mm. sense and uh then vst has the, the really great framework for being able to develop that thing so if you can nativize those tools into dedicated plugins and i'm not talking about like synth edit and max and stuff like that but actual like juice um platforms mm -hmm. to do those things you, you yeah. then then the latency is on point you know, in terms of sending UDP out. Um, so, so we, yeah, so I'm now developing, uh, with Isle, a friend of mine, um, he, he's a former, uh, coder at waves, uh, okay. and he's helping me develop these kind of edge case tools of like prototype systems that I would make in either touch designer or max and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And just basically compile them down into, you know, really easy process stuff that you can slap in. So like, you know, a plugin that lets you take any VST parameter in any DAW and automate it. And it sends out the OSC because now if I have my OSC thing working in Max and that's all good and great, well, it shows over if I want to load up that project in Cubase because you have to do some middleware crap to get something to communicate to Max MSP and then go out. If it's a VST, it's a VST. You just load it in Cubase or you load it in Ableton mm -hmm. or you load it in Reaper and it's it's native. So are these are these are these tools um, that needed to exist for a future show or are they tools that already exist for shows and now you're just you're just putting them out? Uh, no, no, no. We've been using these for years uh, okay. for our show yeah. to deliver you know cues and content and content control because the visuals that we're doing live aren't. Yeah. Resolume yeah, yeah. video clips that some VJ just, you know, um, they're, they're real time. Uh, they're shaders, they're, you know, game engine, uh, real time rendering. So with the advent of OSC mm -hmm. and real time rendering, we can send in exact fucking cues for things to flash or move or do all that stuff. And the, and the best protocol we've found for that so far was, um, OSC. And that means that you're in total command of those cues oh. as well whenever you oh, yeah. whenever you want. So there's, it's not yeah. like a rehearsal. Yeah, exactly. So you can... OSC, you can have thousands of channels of data in, in the float domain, mm. meaning 0 to 1 with, you know, uh, 8, 16, 32-bit float preciseness. Uh, you just can't do that with MIDI. MIDI's, you know, 4-bit. So you got to go 0 to 127. Those are your integers. So if you want to move a light smoothly from 0 to 255 positions, mm. it's going to look, you know, same with moving a filter yeah. and stuff like that. Well, you know, it's it's the whole, I can't wait for the status quo to agree on the MIDI 2.0 spec. So forget you guys. I'm going to go and do this and make it bespoke for me. <laughs> 
So when 10 years from now, when you fi- got that figured out, then you, you know, then maybe I'll use that. But yeah. 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 And I'll hold my breath. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't see that in that sense either. Um, okay. Well, that gets the three, three items out of the way. That's kind of your standard. They're the three. So now you've got six, only six other studio items, hardware and software for your forever studio. And I guess first thing i mean up to you but we're gonna have to talk about monitoring you have to hear something yeah yeah uh near fields um you know active maybe uh you know for the bridge and uh you know the big old passive fucking bangers in the back well you can't have two you've got to choose an an item you've got six only six items for the forever studio this is the game joel (laughs) okay then I, i would do passive monitors in the back okay so big big in wall soffit mounted the old atcs yeah okay that's one of Will's favorites. He likes to say soffit Very mounted. Nice. Well, they are. <laughs> yeah. It's soffit mounted is that, yeah. 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 You don't, you, if you're going to spend that much on a fucking single speaker, you better fucking soft mount it. You know what I mean? You're not going to put it on a Ikea table and just let it fucking jiggle around with a two eight inch drivers just fucking watching it bounce. <laughs> So you, you so, definitely go for ATCs then. They're your preference. Is that what you got at the moment? Uh, yeah, they're my preference. And and I think, um, you know, had I shopped around, perhaps I could have found something better. But uh, honestly, I spent a long time with the, you know, the the God tier Jennies and, and stuff mm. like that. And it, it served me well. But then uh, I just decided to make a switch due to, I found that I was getting, I, and they probably wouldn't want me saying this, but I felt that I, I was I was getting into that, uh, that hearing fatigue a lot earlier in in the game mm. than I, I would did with the atcs um and uh and then i just became so acclimated to how my mixes translate in on other systems and across the board mm. with the atcs because that's just a level of comfort it's not it might not even be a preference maybe telegrapher is making better shit right now i don't know um uh, but if it was better then great if, if you if you put them up and i just a <clears throat> beat them i'd be like oh no i like the atcs better because i've been so acclimated to how the ATC, you know, um, SEMs like translate everywhere. Mm. So it's kind of one of those you just you pick your thing. Like I said, you could you could get those little fucking Oratone cues, yeah. and 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 it, and as long as you know the translation between the Oratones and the PA or wherever else, then fine, use the Oratones. Yeah, yeah, that totally, was the whole totally. logic behind the NS10s. Yeah, you know. Oh, they sound like shit, and then you know, and, then, and to sell more, so they, I guess, paid someone to say, <laughs> "Well, they sound like shit because if you can make a mix sound good on those, it'll sound good anywhere." You know what I mean? I'm like, "Oh my god, what a scene!" Yeah. And now, and now, all the all the hip hop dudes, all the everybody, every studio I go into has those fucking NS10s on their bridge mm-hmm. meters, and I'm like, Ugh. "We had somebody mention on the podca- podcast as well about putting the little the little bit of tissue paper over the tweeter on the NS10s. Was it uh, was yep. it Bob, Bob Clear that's Mountain right. started yep. doing it? Yep, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it because that's why Bob Clear Mountain's good. That's that tissue paper, guys. It's not it's not that he's just loads better than <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> And also, you know what I've really noticed? Uh, a running theme with Neve owners, too, are little plastic goats that they put on their mixing console. Oh, actually, okay. I thought that was going to be That must some, be a thing. I was no, looking I'm for some serious. kind of acronym there for what What, what does goat stand no, for? No, <laughs> the, just the little goats. Like, and, and then they're on a little like tree stump, and then you push them down, and they go, ah! And, and, like, oh. and it's like, why does, why does every Neve owner have one of these? And then okay. I got one, and then I saw another <laughs> photo of another guy that had one, and then it's like every picture, it's like a, it's a meme, you know? Yeah. Like, 
meme yeah, for, format for month. If anybody's uh, listening and has one of those, please. Uh, yeah, you got to go get a little yeah, plastic goat. Just please tweet us those photos uh, on our Instagram, <laughs> on our Instagram and Twitter. Share share the goat photos. Um, don't tag um, yeah. Don't tag Neve at Neve Goat. That's something quite else. <laughs> Neve, the goats of yeah. I'm gonna start up a WordPress. <laughs> goats of Neve. Tumblr. It's gotta be a Tumblr. Tumblr's dead though now. Because they took off all the porn. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's my theory. Yeah. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, whoops. Okay, so moving on. I, um, I what's interesting on on this, uh, Joel, is going to be to see if you choose anything that you don't already have. If there's anything you actually want, but let's let's go through Let, number two, item number two for this forever studio. Yeah. I, I, I really want to come up with something I don't have, so what's that way I have be? something to think about when this is over. Yeah, yeah. You've got you've got five more items left. Oh, oh. So we're so we're we're everything, right? We're all synths and everything. Oh, and you can steal things off people. We've had that. Oh, We've had man. people just go um, and get like that mic from Abbey Road or that piano or. People have stolen slashes. Oh, guitar oh so, we're, so we're we're everything, right? We're all we're synths in fantasy, and everything. F- oh, yeah, fantasy foreverland, anything you want. Oh man, um, a system one hundred. All right, so you don't have a system one hundred. Well, I have the Colossus, which is pretty close. Oh, the, the analog solutions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew's yeah, uh, Tom's. Thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tom Carpenter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. It's great. I love it. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. but I would love a system one hundred. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Why? Just the to- the tonal weirdness of it, you know. I I I had a chance to play with one um, in Calgary for like a minute or two, and I was like, oh man, this is like, you know, of all the all the little things, like I, I I've got the the Cynthia, you know, and this and that, and it's it's close, but it's it's just not quite. You know what I mean? That grimy. Maybe it was. You know what? Maybe I don't want one because maybe that was just particular to that machine. You know what I mean? Because you can take that one. Yeah. Okay. That one. That one. I think it's in. Yeah. It's in a museum, like a synth museum in Calgary. Oh, in the uh, National Music Center. Y- yeah. 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 Is that where? Is that That's where Tonto, where Tonto yes. lives? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Tonto was there, and and and, and yeah. uh, Uncle Leo and Annie M, and they were all there. Tano is fucking badass, man. I didn't get to play it, but I got to see it. They put it behind the glass wall, don't they? So you, you just have to be a window looker. Somebody chose it. somebody chose Tonto on the uh, on on the podcast once they chose Tonto. Right, good yeah. choice, man. Actually, that that might be my number two, <laughs> but I'm gonna have to go with their system. Uh, their their system. Lovely 100. stuff. Lock that in, Will. When I first met you, I remember I asked you. Uh, this uh, first album, debut album stuff. Um, you didn't really need that much stuff to make music, you know. And uh, well, you still don't. No, but that's what I mean. But is there anything now that you that you still feel like you couldn't make music, or like, or it just it, it's it's something that is loaded up every time, or that you you go to every time, like a piece of kit, or 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 does it definitely change every time? With uh, yeah, the Neve Portico MBP, the Master Bus Presser, yeah. a- a- end of everything. Hmm. That is mix insert. Like we we literally hardwired it to the Neve to be my <laughs> fucking mix insert on you know like well no it's it's just perma patched yeah. but um yeah that that is inescapable. Was that when you got the desk and it was like holy mm-hmm. shit? I was using it before actually just as a a mix insert. And then you realized it was on every single thing and you were like okay. Mm, it's different. It's different. It's a little bit different than than just having one on every channel strip. Uh, it, I, I've noticed too, you know, you know, they got the little silk button too. There's a, something different that the MVP is doing in the stereo linking versus the mono channel of the, of whatever you're doing on your 5088 on the, on the EQ, 
Uh, I think it's only on that. It's not on the compressor. So if we're talking about an item of gear for the Forever Studio, are we talking getting the desk then as well? Yeah, yeah. Well, yes and no. I I think the desk, the desk wasn't a, you know, me working up to get that. It was actually really just a a kind of thing to change up my production methods um, to to serve two functions. One, it's going to give me a completely different, you know, mindset when it comes to producing because, you know, uh, people in the box tend to, uh, you know, uh, add track, okay, and then add this, this, this. Um, I, I tend to literally intentionally slow my process down where it became more meticulous because I've got this, you know, 800-point fucking patch bay with, you know, my external gear <laughs> and stuff like that. And everything I did was with purpose and not experimentation, which which lent to different creative decisions, uh, especially when it came down yeah. to mix. Um I wish they sold a Neve that didn't have a fader bus. Like, you know what I mean? Because because what I the way I do it is I want to have them all at zero. So that way, the more I can save the channel states and the DAW at the levels I want them, I don't have to rely on, you know, um, messing around with the mixer too much mm-hmm. to a state where that, like, uh, four months from now, I can't go back. And then, ah, I got to reset my board and lay down new tape marks and you know what i mean and that stuff too but that's kind of the beauty of music um in the in the Mm -hmm. fleeting sense that once it's done it's done and there's no there's commitment there you know what i mean and you've you've done your mix catch and stuff like that uh so i'm losing the advent Mm -hmm. of in the box because oh i could just file open and boom there's my whole song mixed mastered ready to print and with the stems and all that stuff too but i mean there's something to be said about the consolidation and live summing of everything you know into that just that beautiful print mix you know uh and having to live with that (laughs) for the rest of your life you know what i mean so i i like that forever that's it's 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 the it brought back the romanticism in (laughs) making music for me because i feel that the computer really destroyed that um I, I like I said, functionally, that's a that's really nice that you can open up a track you did two years ago, and get the vocal stem out for a remix that somebody wanted to pay millions for. But I like that also that that's that will never be done again. You know what I mean? Kind of feeling. Yeah. yeah so yeah. and and, uh, and it wasn't just a you know <laughs> fucking uh, an impulse buy. Um, you know, one doesn't do that with an Eve. Um, but, uh, it was, it was, it was a yeah. culmination of my experimentation with, uh, modular synthesis, right. With the Euro rack stuff, the, the yeah. whole, uh, kind of feeling of non-permanence, you know, and commitment and stuff like that. Because when you did stuff on a modular system and you recorded it, like, mm. Sorry, bro. You know, like you can't go back and re- remake yep. that patch. You know what I mean? Uh, so, you know, I'm making synth patches and, and cool noises and stuff with the modular. And there's no one on this planet that's in myself included who can recreate that sound, you know? Yeah. Uh, Which is a nice feeling, isn't it? When you're making music, it's gen- Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. original. Mm-hmm. It's yours. Yeah. And even if it's one little note, one little blip, like that's like a talking point of the piece, you know? <laughs> The Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast is supported by Evo by Audience, the fantastic Evo Start Recording Bundle and the Evo 4 and Evo 8 interfaces. Yes, if you're a beginner, you can enter the world of audio recording with the Evo Start Recording Bundle, a professional, powerful and versatile solution for home recording from studio-grade audio brand Audient. This comprises the Evo 4 audio interface, the remarkably robust SR1 large diaphragm condenser mic with shock mount and a set of the Audient Evo SR2000 monitoring headphones. 
That's right, featuring loopback and smart gain, the new Evo bundle and compact interfaces make sure you can achieve studio quality recordings from the start. Smart gain means you don't have to worry about setting input levels, making it ideal for music makers who want to spend time creating, not engineering. And loopback lets you record everything you hear through the interface, making it a great fit for home recording rigs, podcasters, streamers, and content creators. Evo Start Recording Bundle is suggested to retail at £199, €220, and $249 in the USA. Discover Evo online at evo.audio. So where, where are we at? We're at? That was item number three. So is item number three the desk then? Mm-hmm. Item number three is the desk. So Number four? Fucking modular synth. Well, oh, uh, oh. You're, you're all right. Don't make us press the. What? You don't want. You don't want us to press the button. But a modular synth is a bundle okay, of get, uh, I'm, modules, I'm, I'm, and there's no bundles allowed. You don't. If you press the button, I'm hanging up. <laughs> we're not pressing the button. Look at my face. Do I look like I'm kidding? But we're telling you the rules, all though. Right. The rules. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay. Okay. You're reiterating the rules, and I am yeah. therefore remitting my fourth. But you could have a modular that option. you could have a modular sort of that, that comes like the the Moog, like the Model Fifty Fives or something. You could have something like that. Okay, okay, you know, okay. A... Moog Voyager. Yeah, Voyager. Simple. Oh, okay. Timeless. Yeah. Multi-use, even though, okay. you know, it's no, uh, it's no, what are we, what are we going to call it? Virus TI thing where it's just, it could be this, it could be that, it could be this and that. It's just the, the, the sonic purity uh, and lockdown functionality of a Moog will be timeless. A Moog Voyager. Yeah. Have you tried the, 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 the one? Oh, what, what are one? you guys doing? Big Polly. Why, why do you got to do that to me, Moog? Okay, you've tried it. You know, yeah, like, guys, just strip it back a bit. Let's let's not fuck with DSP, okay? You, cool, but, man, don't don't go the way of the Roland, you know? Oh, you feel like they're watering down the message well, a bit. Well, um, okay, okay, maybe the, maybe the talk show musician band, perfect for that but you know what i mean it, it to me that detracts from the purity of mug you know what i mean where it's just all about that ladder filter it's all about that you know that oscillator you know and 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 really that's like the core of it it's the you know what i mean that's where all the focus went and now you're turning it into like a multi-bank digital mm. fucking all in one thing and there's a thing for that you know what i mean of course you know what i mean i'm not saying oh fuck wave stations fuck uh you know, those multiple, like, you know, band in a box keyboards, you know, but I feel that it, it got a little too close to that line for me for the Moog one, you know what I mean? But there's something to be said, there is a need for a band in a box because a guy is going to go to a wedding and he's going to bring a Moog Voyager. <laughs> Not going to work, you know, unless he's Rick fucking Wakeman, no one's going to give a shit, you know, so. <laughs> I mean, a Moog one's like 10 grand though. I don't know if yeah. a wedding player would be. Yeah, why not? It'd be funky. I'm like, again, this is, this is, this is different strokes for different folk stuff. So it's not saying, oh, the Moog one is a f- disaster of a product. It's just not for me. Um, because I, I tend to be, you know, I want potatoes and corn. You know, I don't want you to bring out a little piece of fucking shrimp with some parsley on it, with some swirled ketchup around it. And, charge me 500 bucks just give me a fucking mashed potato and some corn and i'll do the rest you know with my imagination <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's you can use that one there you go. that's a wonderful analogy for that synth. Um, so we yeah, lock yeah, in the yeah. moog voyager
So where are we at? Item number five. Number five okay. yeah. Would a conduit count? Okay. Oh yeah, cables, furniture, all that. You've got you've got all that stuff. You don't have to worry about all of that kind of thing. Why the conduit? Why is that so important? After like you know, kind of a hoarding equipment over the years, like I have like cable management became a real fucking problem. And a conduit, like uh, under underground mm. under panel conduit run, lifesaver. TT type patch bay. That mm. that's really specific. Not really. I mean, every studio <laughs> had one up until the nineties. You know, so it was it was a must. Still is, especially when you're dealing with rack islands of stuff that you just don't want to touch. You know, because uh, while I, I yeah I have a fucking center island with a bunch of rack stuff I, I barely go over there and adjust a knob unless it's a compressor or something fun like a distortion unit mm. or something but more often than not that's like set it and forget it and then use the the tt type uh patch bay mm. to do the routing so you literally have bits of bits of rack gear where it's like i always send my so, snare to that or, yep, or whatever yep, that, yeah yep. there's a unicomp is just for these things or yeah. is it sometimes you get creative but that's where you get creative on the patch bay you don't get creative uh, you know playing the the rack gear no one was ever famous for being a rack gear virtuoso it's just they just kind of sit behind glass and do a thing you know what i mean <laughs> and then the creativity is actually in the routing and the patch bay and stuff like that have you got multiples of things so you can have different settings for things like that uh n- no no not really mm-hmm. like i mean maybe maybe a couple of like a mono pieces of gear that i might have two of uh, because of for stereo linking Mm. and stuff like that even if you can't really link them like like say the el distressor or something Mm, like that like they have link functions and all that stuff is good and great but um things like the vermona spring reverb for example you know you can't fucking stereo link a spring reverb but Mm. you can buy two of them and then you get a really great stereo image by doing that um even though they're both kind of independently freewheeling that makes it kind of cooler when they're independently doing that in the it stereo. does i i tend to do that with guitar pedals actually if i really love a distortion pedal i'll get another one i'll, I'll buy them in pairs uh just because it's well, they're not stereo right so it's there's actually uh one that i really love and i almost use that shit on everything it's my uh oh here we go it's it's my frank's hot sauce for distortion is the zyvex machine pedal okay it's a zero crossing funny distortion um and uh i have two of them so i can run them in parallel and and create a stereo image but i i i no doubt like go to that before i would go to like a culture vulture or uh, a fusifer or something i go to these little cheap fucking zyvex machine pedals they're great Nice. For for a little bit of saturation, all the way up to the ni- that was like literally the whole Nine Inch Nails album were those two pedals. Oh wow! And they, they still make wow. those. Uh yeah, I, I believe so. There's so many great guitar pedals like that though, where they were just of a moment, like developed for like five or ten years, and people rediscover them. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of them honestly are just so boutique that you know, you know, you just find the one and you're like, cool. I don't even know. It's like some nondescript gray box. Yeah, like a sardine. Some marker kind of scribble yeah. on it and you're like, what the fuck? You know? I come across a lot of those too and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. damn, I wish this was like a thing. Yeah. And and then you take it apart, give it to your nerd buddy and say, Can you make me like a new PCB with these, this, this? And he's like, Yeah, sure. And make it stereo. And then, and then you get a and then you get a black box. <laughs> With some goofy knobs on it that has two inputs, and yeah, we've done that a lot actually. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, would you so, take um, the uh, would you take the the Zyvex machine pedal over the patch bay? Because I mean, if you've got all these patches and you don't have anything to yes. patch around, uh, what I do uh, is uh, I buy pedal, um, you know, those felt pedal boards. Mm, yeah. 
uh, I'll take the input and output, like, and then and then send that to the patch bay. Not every individual pedal. Right. Okay. So you have like you know, a whole so you so, of, so it's patching, yeah. patching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you know it. what I mean? Yeah. So you could do your work on the pedal board. So I've got like probably about five or six pedal boards, like with go-to mm. kind of setups. And I'll just take that thing, put it on the desk, and go in and out, and then go in with the little uh, fucking TRS guys, and then wire up however I want in series. I wish I had, uh, you know, you can get really fancy pedal boards with like digital switchers and shit yeah, like that, yeah. which are great. But fuck, man, that, that would get expensive after a while if you're just, you know, in the studio and there's... Yeah, as long as your pedals, I guess as long as your pedals like have got a decent bypass and yeah. things like that. So the ones that are off in a chain. Right, so just like manual labor there, but that's okay. Yeah, makes you feel rock and roll anyway, like punching <laughs> pedals on and off. I like yeah. it. All those big fat buttons. Yeah. <laughs> so where are we at? What we what are we at now? We got one more item left, or hang on, wait before we get there. We're on five, and you've chosen a Bantam Patch Bay. Um, are you sure you want to go with that? Because I feel like that might just be included in the fixtures and fittings of the studio. It's not the sexiest thing. Yeah. I mean, you talked about the Zvex machine pedal. Do you want to? I mean, you've got not you've got nothing to patch around just well, yet. But have if you? I'm gonna have a mixer, right? If I'm gonna have a need mixer, right? As one of my guesses, you're gonna need a patch bay, dude. Or, or are we going to just say that's granted with the mix? Yeah, we, we might, yeah, we we might, might throw that it. in for you yeah. so, we can, so we can find another item out of you. So a new number five? All right. Okay, a number yeah. five would be then... Uh... Fuck, I almost want to troll you guys. <laughs> uh, my... Uh... Oh, my... What about my cat? Your cat, your cat cats and family, yeah. friends, all that is included. Don't worry. <sighs> like, it's, it's, it's studio gear. What my... about... What about software though? You've you've only got soft software. I don't really. I, I use a shockingly not a lot of software these days. I used to a long time yeah. ago, but I, I've I've grown out of it. I'm I'm like like I said, I love the practice of hands-on music and and being very um, uh, methodical about using the equipment and and doing as much as that I can. Of course, I'm using mm. MIDI and sequencing and stuff like that, but I'm only using the core functionality of a daw i'm not and i'm not stacking it with a million yeah. uh versions of serum on a on a single channel and all that shit uh, i i i've kind of so what about effects though well no, not even that you know like like i said yeah. no i a lot of um i don't know if you're a, a dead mouse fan but like a lot of like kind of my newer stuff has actually sounded a lot less stripped back because i'm avoiding using these colorful um you know all these great like plugins that are doing this and that and treatment and stuff like that where they're like more effect effects versus like practical things like compressors and eqs and stuff like that because i mean I'm, i have 64 mm. fucking compressors mm. and eqs on the board alone i don't need a plugin yeah. you know what i mean to emulate what that shit's yeah. doing better you know like um so practical stuff no maybe some candy shit like some reactor goofy buffer chopping stuff from time to time but no don't 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 pour on lots of vsts so, so in the forever studio then you, you you would be just stuck with the the cubase um native reverbs delays things like that you're happy with that uh again i would just go to the lexicon for that or the uh, eventide orville or the h8000 in the in the forever studio you haven't selected those items that's what oh I mean. oh i see what you're oh, saying okay so yeah. so can we go with like the uad bundle no bundles no bundles it comes with okay UAD Apollo. Can we say that because it does come with you know? Yeah, you get the ones that come with the Apollo. If you if you buy the Apollo, you get the standard ones, but you don't get like the extras. <sighs> Fuck. Okay. What about? <laughs> what, can we say like the Waves Mercury Suite? 
that's a bundle. No, oh, that's we, a bundle. Ah, oh, fuck. We, we, we put this in for a reason because, like, yeah, we knew everybody would just do it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. Let me let me split some hairs then. I'm just trying to think of, like, what's the most common go-to fucking thing for me in... in but you could get a multi-effects rack. Do you know what I mean? That would that would be... That's not a bundle. It, well, it is. Because well, they end up, like, piecemealing pe- that out and selling it at premium for, like, the individual <laughs> components. We know a few companies that are really good at that. Um... Okay, hang on, hang on. So, uh, wait, wait, wait. Are we, are we just doing software right now? No, you can do. You can have whatever yeah, you want. Okay. I'm, just, I'm just pointing out that you didn't have any effects, but you know, obviously, there's a reason for. That. Oh my god, my piano! Oh, I'm such a fucking idiot. Steinway piano, no yeah, piano. Okay. Okay, Steinway. Yeah. And any any reason you went for Steinway? Did you try the piano? Uh, it was actually I guilted EMI into buying that for me because <laughs> uh, they they fucked something up they shouldn't have fucked up. And as an apology, I demanded the only offering I would take is a full Model D concert grant, and they actually did it. That is uh, that's a gr- that is a awesome. great story. It was awesome. It's borderline um, extortion, really. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 but it was all in good fun, and I and I and yeah. that was it was really funny. And uh, Nick Gatfield, God bless him, like I love him to death for being able to pull that off for me, and he did. And uh, black, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Classic. and one of very few, uh, sign like mine in particular, signed by D- Diana Krall, Harry Connick Jr. Uh, like because <laughs> it used to be a fleet. Like, they fucking pulled out all the fucking stops. And not only that, it's like one of the only few Steinways in existence that Steinway authorized to send to New York, get it rebuilt, because, you know, the frame is good. But sometimes, you know, the box is a little beat up because it was a fleet piano. Because those ones sound the best, man, because, you know, they've been all over Mm. and they've just been played and played and played. You know what I mean? They have a a, a tonal quality to them. But it's one of the few that they let, uh, piano disc come in and retrofit it with a fucking uh, uh, MIDI drive system with like 64 levels of sensitivity on every key, the sustain pedals. So I can literally play that thing in the fucking studio, run MIDI over Ethernet to the piano and like mic it up and, and draw it like Native Instruments contact piano. And I just stereo mic it, and it's like the most, it sounds so good. So that's like that, is it the Disclavia that we've had before, Will? That's right, The yeah. big Yamaha, it's sort of mm. like a Steinway version of that. Yeah, but, like, wow. but a Model Amazing. D concert grand yeah. version of it. It's fucking nuts. I love it. Yeah, now now, now Cause it's Because I, 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 I can't really play, right? So I can draw the notes, right? Um, so yeah. We said this about the Disclavia, because you can have so much fun micing stuff up, because it's p- going to be played the same every single time, because of your, your sending MIDI to it. So you can... Yes so and cool. no. Uh, I mean... Well, no, no. I just mean like it's the sonic properties of you know a hammer hitting felt. You're not going to get a one to one sample recreation, but it but it's going to be better than a, than a human playing it. Yeah, and actually, I use that prominently on uh, the album mm. uh, called "Where's the Drop." That was a uh, real piano, and there were things in there where I would hear sometimes pianists would come to me and it's like, "How how do you can't play that? You like you cannot? Did you have another guy?" Like, was it a two-man job on the piano? And I was like, and then I, I hope explained you trolled them. Oh, you yeah. should have just no, trolled no, them. No, no, it was just me. Dude, I'm dead mouse. It's like, yeah. it's like chopsticks plus. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but it was, that's, that's, okay, there you go. Steinway concert grind. That's, a, that's great. So we've got, we've got one more, one more item for the Forever Studio in terms of gear. And then we'll talk about a luxury item, which is non-studio gear. Oh, Okay. Okay. Um, so that is just gear. Shit. Oh, Herman Herman Miller chair. 
all that stuff's included. Yeah. You you get chairs. You get chairs. Don't worry about chairs. You get that. <laughs> it's not just a chair, man. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no. I I know. Mean, um. What about is there any any other dream synths that you do you like? I mean, now you now you're back into that. Like, you know, what about the big SEM? Mm. SEM eight no. voice. Oh, oh my God, Billy Corgan's Ichabod. What is this? I don't know what that yeah. is. This this is right. Yeah, it's Google it. Google it. He is such a piece of shit. I cannot believe this guy. Uh, Billy Corgan Ichabod. I C A H B A A B O D. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. What is this? You like that? Yeah. Mm, that's a <laughs> rare find. You're gonna like this as well. So if if you choose a piece of gear that me and Will have never heard of, uh, us being nerds, I've never heard uh, of this. You get it for free, and I've never heard yeah. of this. <laughs> I know Billy Corgan, oh but God. I didn't know what this is. So you get this chucked in. So I get this. So if I, I you you've never heard yeah. of this. Awesome. No. So it's mine. Yes. Good. Just describe it for people listening. What what is this? It is a uh it it is kind of a remnant of a Polyvox system but custom built uh by oh, fuck, you know what? I don't I don't know the whole provenance on it, but mm-hmm. it, it's it's basically like a dual fridge sized uh Polyvox, mm-hmm. but different manufacturer, different components. Um yeah. And and awesome, and I mean, I'm happy to uh, give you guys my uh, delivery address, and uh, you can send that on over. It's a rare find. Hmm, that's a rare find. It is. It really is. I think there's two wow. of them. Anyone looking online? It's made by a guy called George Matson. Matson Mini Modular is the company. Yes. Yeah. This is uh, a absolutely mad. Fantastic. Great choice. What era, Will? Uh, I think it's like the '90s. Okay. Yeah. The the photos look very <clears throat> very '90s. Yeah. It's it's new, quote unquote. Um, so it's not it's not uh, you know, it's not like a three P system or anything. What a great choice! That's uh, a new one for the podcast. Nice there you one. Go. Um, okay, one more bit of studio kit. Then what would you have? That that is that was it. You now you're making yeah, but you got you got you got an, you get a bonus. You get a bonus. One oh, the luxury we've one? never heard. Of. Oh yeah. Oh okay. No, no, you get a bonus piece of kit for for us. Oh, never. It's just a one time deal. Oh well, if we're yeah. gonna and, do I this, know, I, I can this is name, why we didn't tell you at the beginning. You've never heard of for days. That's exactly why I didn't tell you this rule at the beginning of the show, Joel. <laughs> Azam's Azam's bells. Azam's bells. Actually, you might have heard about that one because I, I you guys Azam's strike me as the bells. kind of guy that like totally lurk um richard devine's fucking instagram yeah that's probably why that's probably why it's ringing a bell yeah he um uh it's funny because uh, a friend of mine got it for me for my birthday it's it's a little cheap thing it's not like oh yeah that's a thing at all but uh yeah my friend got it for me for my birthday and i was like what the hell is this this is Mm. like weird because he knows i like to do like weird foley stuff and uh it's like a little mini foley box with a with a TRS output and a, and a gain stage and a couple of those, like, you know, acoustic pickups underneath. Uh, and, I, and I plugged it in and I, I went and f- for whatever reason, I have a water phone and a bow. So <laughs> I took the bow and started, yeah, I know, yeah, as one cool. has. Um, so uh, I had the bow and I was like, you know, striking and uh, bowing some of the rods and stuff like that. And it was making some really interesting noises. And I was like, holy shit. And then like two days later, I see it pop up on Richard Devine's feed. And he's like, oh, I just got mine. I was like, dude, how did you even hear about this? <laughs> And why did we just like get the same weird thing at the weird same time? And it was like we had some discussion over it. It was pretty funny. But now mm. we're starting to see like a bunch of these little Foley boxes spring up. But Azam's Bells was like the the first. 
I've invented a new instrument, yeah. and it's amazing. Everyone's going to play one. Uh, there's yeah. some good Facebook groups on like weird instruments that like these homemade kind of. Mm. And there's a lot in kind of horror sound design and that kind of stuff. Yeah, with people yeah. building sort of like you know piezo pickups yeah. and all this kind of stuff on them. It's great. Yeah, and if you really want to deep dive that, to check out uh, Look yeah, Mom, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're hoping uh, hoping to get yeah. him on the ca- on the podcast as well. Yeah, yeah. He's, you have so, to. You have to. I yeah, will put you in touch. He is amazing. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so you're going to choose Azam's Bells as your final studio item. That's kind of cool. That's Yeah, yeah. fuck it. Yeah. I mean, it was free. Yeah. Totally. I'll take it. That's cool. You don't actually have a mic at this point, though. That's the one thing you're missing. Oh, yeah. Do you want a mic? A mic? What, for all that fucking singing I do? Or for Azam's Bells. Oh. And, and the True. Azam's Bells, yeah. Uh, oh, that has a TRS out. We use the TLM45s, Neumann. Okay. Stereo matched, if you can. Ooh. <laughs> We're only allowed one. <laughs> Oh, sorry. You want to get okay, the, fine. Yeah. One, one, yeah. one TLM forty-five. <laughs> okay, nice. And why the TLM forty-five? Because we, we've had a lot of people getting the Sony, and you know, I suppose you're not doing singing though. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, mean like yeah. the CLs with the Rig. massive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? I, I think the only thing that really made that mic good was the way that that fucking PSU fucking sticks out of the back. It just looks yeah. pro. A heat sink. It looks, yeah. yeah, this is the, and it's 13 grand. Let's, yeah, let's use that one. You know, it's gotta be good. It's Sony and I know they make PlayStation, <laughs> so they're going to make me sound great. I, I, and it's funny. I actually recently I recorded, uh, I was in a, a vocal session with Pharrell uh, at a Criteria in Miami and boom, yeah. There it is, the big fucking CL in the room, you know, like in the vocal balloon goes in and hits it. And I had to, I had to ask him, like, I'm like, come on, P, what is it? Do you really like that mic? And he's like, well, he likes it because that's all he's used. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, but have you ever just tried, you know, a, a Blue Yeti? Or fucking, you know, like, or whatever, you know, like, I, I, I insert mic name here. And he was just like, well, no, because I know how I'm going to sound with this mic because I've just been using it so long and, mm, nah, nah, nah. and then the way that his... Maybe it's like the NS10 of mics. Well, and... maybe, maybe. But I like the TLM just because it tends to... TLM is less focused. It tends to mm. kind of capture the room as well. Uh, or, you know, even if it's a small, tiny, tiny room. Like I have like a a 4 by 4 vocal booth, which is, you know big because there's this whole big misconception about oh you want the room super dead um and then you know you know like fucking these shields that come over the mic to prevent like i'm kind of backwards on that like i like the sound of a room i like i like the sound of you taking that tlm in a fucking bathroom you know and doing it in there you know it produces well, when some you watch really your- when you watch the old videos of like you know making the thriller album and stuff they they do like you know double tracking with michael standing yeah another five feet back another five feet because yeah. they didn't have they didn't have yeah. room simulations or or uh, impulse response uh things and convolution reverbs and stuff like that you had to fuck like the emi fucking mm. or the the echo chamber down in yeah uh, yeah. yeah yeah uh capital records yeah. shit like that that was the reverb you know, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I I like that. I like being able to, and and the U forty five captures no, not every like ants fucking on the wall, but it, it captures the the tonality of kind of where they're at in that environment a little bit better with just the right amount of focus between the person and the microphone, and then every and the wall to them. So I like that stuff. So a TLM forty five. Nice. That's my reason. So so we were replacing Azam Bells with that. No, Azam Bells was my free one. This is number six. Okay, is that is okay, well, well, I, th- I feel like we've yeah. gone seven now. Will well, the free one was the Ishabod, was the thing we'd yeah. never heard of. Ichabod, 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 yeah. Ichabod was free. 
So you get okay. I'm set for life in my my home, in my studio, my life studio. That's it. That's all I need. Well, we've got a luxury item. So this is not a piece of uh, not a piece of gear, but is there something you've always had in your studio, or something you wish you had in your studio? Something more eccentric, I guess. It's not like furniture or or anything like that. Or you know, you've got your friends and family and loved ones, but a luxury item. If you could have anything that oh, isn't um, that isn't gear, a f- a fanless meter bridge. Mm. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> That's the that's the fantasy. That's, that's the fucking do- fantasy. That's such a dorky luxury. To be able to <laughs> power up my fucking Neve and not here. <laughs> that's the dorkiest luxury item ever. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's great. <laughs> a fanless meter. Bridge. Most people go for like swimming pools or or or, or water beds. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that would be a luxury for me. Neve. Yeah. How would how would they do that? Yeah, <laughs> a fanless meter bridge. It's all I dream about. It's simple, man. <laughs> it, it really is. Because every time I like, if um, we we never power down the board because you know you got to leave it hot. Um, but uh, when I do go on tour and I go on for tour a month, yeah, we power it down. And I get in the room and and I don't go into the machine room and turn anything. I just stand there for like a minute. Oh, this is so crazy! Like no reflections, no nothing. I can hear the change of my pocket, like dying right there without hearing it off the back wall or the glass and then i go into the machine room and all you hear is and you're like fuck man i gotta make music in this all right i 80 db let's go yeah. okay so let's let's uh before we finish up will do you want to do the, the rundown of what we got here let's set the scene where we are and, and list all the gear and that take a listen joel and see what you think of this we're in the woods near your house on your property in ontario we are inside a studio with technicure furniture and a, what was the chair that you chose? A Herman, Herman Miller. Herman the, Miller. The Herman Miller chair. Your computer is a beefed out PC. Your DAW is Cubase. Your audio interface is a Burl B80 mothership. For monitoring, you have the ATC SCM 300 ASL Pros soffit mounted. You have an original EMS Synthi 100 built by Peter Zinoviev. For your desk, you have the Rupert Neve 5088 with an included TT patch bay because we are benevolent masters. You have a mini Moog Voyager, the very much the mashed potato and corn of synths. You have a Steinway Model D concert grand piano signed by Diana Kral with the MIDI retrofit. Your bonus item, the rare find, was Billy Corgan's Ichabod made by Matson Mini Modular. You got a, a cheeky double bonus, which is not normally allowed. We'll allow it this time because it's you, Azam's Bells. And your final item is TLM 49 Neumann microphone. How does that sound? Oh, with a fanless meter bridge. Fanless meter bridge. How does that sound? It doesn't. <laughs> and that's the point. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Lovely. Well, that brings us the end of, to the end of the My Forever Studio podcast. Uh, Joel, thanks so much for taking the time and uh, talking tech with us. Uh, we love it. And um, what's coming up? What's coming up for you? Like after after the pandemic, hopefully more. Have you got, have you got millions of cancel gigs? Well, you yeah. you know the date, shit. Because yeah. our fucking agency would love to hear your fucking opinions on <laughs> yeah. when after the pandemic is. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm just doing what every other fucking musician is, is just sitting on ass and busting out NFTs because we heard about it on the internet and it's, uh, yeah, what better way to crash an economy than to aboard the hype train that is known as, uh, hyperbole. Uh, no, 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 it's good. Um, album, I guess, first and foremost, because it's like, why not? I got the time. I have the resources. I've got the, 
the fans in the meter bridge to do it. <laughs> so I'm going to do that. Um, and that's it, really. I mean, the tour is ready. Um, everything's good. We're ready to go because we, uh, we kind of stopped <laughs> one day. And uh, it's on pause. It's all in the warehouse. Talk to what it'll work when we go back out. So the, the program will resume when, when it is safe to do so. And that's the world tour still going? That's just whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, we built two of them. Can you believe that? What a waste of fucking money that was—a financial fucking disaster. Because we were gonna, we were gonna piggyback them. Yeah. Uh, we were gonna do one in Europe and uh, one out in Asia, Australia, and you know, uh, do show, 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 so that we could load in one day, play another yeah. day, and then be there ready to go, and then just piggyback the things. And we thought, oh, what a, what a bright future you have, Joel. Uh, brand new track with Pharrell and uh, a massive tour and uh, Coachella, yay! And then all of a sudden. And we're like, nice. What's my liquidity like? Can I eat for the next year? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man. Oh, by the way, you're you're very very cash poor, Mister Zimmerman. So you should probably just do the NFT thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you about the new label. What's Ooh, what's the yes, score with House Trap? Of course. Oh, House Trap. Yeah. Well, you see, it's like mousetrap, but it's just for house. Okay. Uh, you know, just, no, the house the house thing, we're starting to see a resurgence come back with, you know, the fucking really great, like, house music. Not big room, not trance, not anything. So um, uh, we kind of made these little predictions uh, based on our analytical data uh, that there will be a, a resurgence of that. And so now we've just kind of made an umbrella entity to just cover that because we think that'll be the next thing we're betting on futures um but we don't want to keep it all under one pot so it's just divide and conquer really but it's uh, i think right. when clubs reopen it's definitely i mean it's going to be going to be crazy out there isn't it dude you could play fucking hannah montana on loop for fucking 10 years as soon as they yeah. open up the fucking doors and people will just point me to the bar and fucking let's yeah. party you know what i mean I, I the soundtrack is just background noise at this point nice well thanks so much man it's really great to talk to you again and uh, thanks for taking the time uh, to do the music tech my forever studio podcast and Take care, and we'll see you on tour, either on one of those rigs in the future. Thank you. Well, that's it. Thank you again to Deadmau5 for taking the time to choose his favourite studio gear. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of rule bending there, though, Chris. So I think in future, maybe we need to take a, a firmer hand with some of our guests. You think? Yeah, it's it's not easy with Joel, though, is it? It gets his way. It gets his way. Mm. Anyway... Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, if you're a fan of the My Forever Studio podcast, make sure you subscribe using your favorite podcasting app and maybe leave us an ultra positive super fan style rating as well. Maybe. Yeah, we do read every single super positive review that we get. And if you want to suggest uh, guests for future or get in touch, email us at editors at musictech.net. Yeah, please do. And next week, we'll be joined by Australian producer, songwriter and singer Kujka who's now based in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's going to be a really good one. So uh, tune in next time for more adventures into Studio Foreverdom. Goodbye.